episode is sponsored by award-winning book, Spirit of the Woods, the story of a young woman's encounter with Bigfoot by James Allen Ross. Hey, boo things. It's your girl, Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to... Just Ghouly Things. Ooh. For some reason, I wanted to go like up on the Just Ghouly Things, even though we never do that. Like It's always the ooh we harmonize on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it just... It, it just... Didn't happen. No, it wasn't for us today. That's all right. Maybe next week. Yeah, maybe next week. Hey, Boothings. Welcome back to Just Ghoulie Things, and we are your bootyful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. All right, guys. What's going on? I know you guys missed us. It's been a... It's been some time since we recorded our last yes. episode, but it's yes. been it's been crazy in Lillian I's lives. Yes. So uh thought we'd give you a little update on what's been going on with yes. us. So, so do you want to start? I'll start because it's short and sweet. Okay. Can I move this? Uh, of course yeah. you can. Oh, wait, I don't you want to hear your beautiful yes. voice. I don't Are you can like adjust it. Oh, right. I, yeah, like right in my, Oh wow. Okay. There you go. Yeah, All at, you. Oh gosh. Okay. So basically, I know that y'all have been dying on the edge of your seats. For a whole week waiting to hear about Bagel Boy. I know I have. Yeah. Literally, I ran into Rebecca's house because I haven't seen her in so long. Gave her the biggest hug. She was like, okay, so what's the latest on Bagel Boy? <laughs> Enough about you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit about you. Tell me about Bagel Boy. So, basically, it is with deep sorrow I must reveal to you all that he has gotten a, another job. <gasps> oh, my heart. My heart. Yeah. Yeah. Has been thrown out of my chest, <laughs> fucking thrown onto the parkway. <laughs> and and trampled. just trampled by trampled. so many Teslas. <laughs> Dude, I saw so many Teslas on the way here. So many Teslas. So, yes. No, so he has gotten a new job and I, I just, I wish him the best and I may or may not have to kind of, you know, I, I do know what the job is and mm-hmm. it's actually like two blocks away from the restaurant where I work and um a really good lunch spot a really good um a really good Asian restaurant so it's like pretty much next door so I have a friend who comes home every now and then from college and whenever he comes home we go to that uh-huh. Asian restaurant it's like a thing so maybe like next time we'll like you know be like oh hey we're wandering in but you know yeah. we'll We'll see what happens. Fate will do its thing. Yes. And I know it sounds super cliche, but what's meant to be will be. Bagel Boy and Lily. Bagel Boy and Bagel Girl will happen. And the then, adventures still continue. Yes! So, also, there was a man, Rebecca, who came in. Back to the classic crazy work stories. Okay. I got screamed at three times in one day. Beautiful. One time because Wells Fargo did something wrong. Oh, nice. Yeah. Not um, even the same place. Yeah. Love it. I'm not affiliated with them. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to slip other... <laughs> yeah, no, they... No, so, like, basically, that bank had not released the funds, and the guy came in yelling at us. Of course, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, it's always your fault. My manager was like, yeah, like, I've tried explaining this to you three times, and it's not seeming to click. Like, why are you yelling at me? And then, um, so that was great. And then there was... I actually forget what else happened. I got... I yelled at again for something and then this other man came in right and he Mm -hmm. walked in angry and he was like six five ripped guy right so he was shockingly intimidating to my (laughs) five my five four untoned body so i i'm like hi like how can i help you he goes i want to cash this check and i look and it's like a good amount check it's like a twenty five hundred dollar check okay i'm like okay sure can i see your driver's license he was like absolutely and i'm like okay 
So I said to him, did you want to cash against checking your savings? What are you talking about, savings account? I only have a checking account. I said, you know, sir, I just pulled up your account and you have a savings account. No, I don't. How could you say such a thing? You know, this is ridiculous. This bag needs to get its shit together. And I'm like, well, okay, let me look at it, right? And it turns out on his profile, he's on someone else's bank account. Oh. So he's a signer on. Like, he's he's fully, he's an own, he's the, I think, secondary on this account. So it's oh, also no. his money. Yeah. It's a joint account. So he said to him, oh, it looks like you're on so-and-so's account. He's like, oh, yeah, that's my dad, blah, blah, blah. I keep meaning to get mobile banking, but I haven't. And I said, oh, yeah, well, it's really helpful because A, B, and C, you know, here, like, if you want to try mobile deposit, I'll, you know, help you out with it. Oh, no, like, I just, I get so many text messages. And I'm like, okay, fine. Like, this guy just doesn't want answers. He just yeah. wants to be mad. So I, I choose his beloved checking account. I said... So we'll do checking then. He's like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe you don't even know it's my savings account. And I said to him, so you're upset you have access to more money. (laughs) (laughs) Did that trigger him? It did. He got so upset with me. I was like, listen, dude, you have access to more money and you're upset about, like, you just clearly want to be upset. So then I see after multiple just mini rants by this man that Mm -hmm. there is a password on his account. Okay. And I knew it was going to be a problem. So I start the transaction. I said, okay, so your license looks good. You know, you got your PIN number right. I just need the password. And you would have thought, (laughs) you would have thought that I asked to fucking, like, shoot his mom. Like, shoot shoot him in the face (laughs) and throw him in, like, the river. Like, it was shocking how angry this man got. He's like, what do you mean password? I only wanted that for phone calls, so they didn't. And he goes full jersey on me. You know, like, fucking, what's his name? Soprano. Joe oh, Soprano. Oh, Tony, Tony Soprano. Soprano. Yeah, like he really his like he swears he's Tony Soprano. He says, "What are you talking about? I don't, you know, I don't got a password and it's always something with this bank. You think a bank wants to give you money and business, but they don't." Blah, blah. I said, "Sir, literally Rebecca, hit this man's password was his initials and birthday." Stop it. And he starts shouting out all these numbers and I'm like, "Yeah, no, that's not it. That's not it." He's like, "Boo-hoo, I didn't write it. It was only for the phone calls when I called to check my balance and I just spat on you. I'm no, sorry. That's okay. And I said, and I'm like, like, listen, there's no note on your profile. Like, you could put notes on a profile. I said, there's no note that I see that says only ask for password when on phone. Yeah. I have to ask for the password. Well, I want the manager. Get me the manager. So the manager comes out and he's, you know, like, I'm at work right now. I, I came in to do this real quick. She goes, okay, but you need to understand that she's also at work right now. <gasps> and I was like, we love We love a supportive manager. Yes, we love a supportive manager who isn't taking any men's bullshit. Honestly, I'm just waiting for you to get a managerial role. So when someone goes up to you and is like, let me speak to your manager, you can be like, okay, hold on. Do like a dramatic ass 360 and be like, can I help you, bitch? Yes, how can I help you? <laughs> with, with your hair, with your high ponytail hair flip, iconic. Okay, ask for the manager. Let me speak to your. Wait, I need to get the Karen haircut. Okay. Home. Okay. Um, I need to speak to your manager. Okay, sure. What seems to be the problem? <laughs> had been like setting up an account. Everyone could hear the whole thing and this man's voice is echoing. This guy comes over. He's probably like in his like mid 40s mm-hmm. and he just comes over and he goes, "Um miss, I think you're doing a great job." 
Oh my oh. god. Oh. So then this man starts threatening, right? You, I'm gonna close all my accounts at this stupid, you know, fucking bag, blah, blah, blah. And I go, okay, but you realize to do that, you need to withdraw. And to withdraw, you need to tell me your password. <laughs> You're just like taking the knife and just like I jabbing him. him. I jabbed him with the access to more money and I kept on twisting it. But it was like, listen, like, I, the license matched, you know, he told me his social, but he was being so rude that I was not inclined to do this man any favors. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. fuck him. Yeah, so anyways, that's that's the wrap-up. Rebecca, I hear you have a work story. Oh, I do. I'm so ready. Well, I first have to say that that guy seemed like he took too much pre-workout before he walked into <laughs> your store. Oh my God, wait a minute, yes. Yeah, totally, yeah. That's yeah. 100% what it was. He was definitely like raged up, like, oh, yeah. go, okay. yeah, yeah. Anyway, speaking of douchey men, um, so I had to take on a client that one of my other trainers that I got on our team, um, she had to go get a rent-a-car or something. So she's like, hey, look, the uh, rent-a-car place closes at 6. This guy's coming in at 5. It's a one-hour session. I, can't, like, I need to make sure I get this car. Mm-hmm. No problem. She goes, just so you know, it's like this like 18-year-old kid, very like very much like a dick. Like, comes in to Was learn. He from the town? He's actually from your hometown. Yeah, that's why I wanted Say to tell you. Say no yeah. more. So that's why I wanted to tell you. So he comes in and she's like, "Yeah, he like doesn't like he says he's open to learn, but he like talks down to you as if you don't know what you're talking about." Ugh. And just very definitely like some deep rooted like misogyny in there. Oh, we love yeah. that. Yeah. So I mean, as soon as I heard that, I like got like turned on like, "All right, let's go. I'm going to fucking ruin this kid's life." I'm like, "Let's go." <laughs> I'm like, I like honestly, give me a reason to give you hell. And that was like, that's my love language. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like making people's lives miserable working out. So he, so he comes in 10 minutes late. Oh, of course. And mind you, I've never met this kid before, mm-hmm. but obviously it's a one-on-one gym. So he's the only one walking in, walks right to the back. He's like, oh, I'm going to go on the treadmill now. And I was like, actually, no, you're not. Because, um... <laughs> You just wasted 10 minutes of precious time that that would have been your warm-up, but we're going to go right into it. So yeah. I have him do this core workout that, Lily, like, you could do this core workout, no problem. Like, I know you You could do this You've core workout. You've seen me pro- at the... Yeah, Rebecca's seen me at the gym, so that's saying edge, a lot. Edge, edge, you, you, could, you could do this, no problem. He is trying to go so hard during this core, and I'm like, take your time with it. You're doing three sets of these. And he's like, oh, I, know, I, I, I have MMA experience. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm I was sure like, all right, do. bet. So <laughs> then... <laughs> So the first sec, and he's like, uh-oh. I'm like, what's wrong? His face turns like white, and he runs out to the backyard and throws up all over the grass. Ha! I was like, and he's out there, and you hear him from inside the gym, outside. He's just throwing up. Like, <laughs> So I'm smiling, and I already text my, I text my trainer. I'm like, just so you know, he's only been here five minutes, and he's already throwing up. You're welcome. So she's like, you have to call me later because, like, that's amazing. So I say, oh, do you want me to get you paper towels? Do you hear him in the backyard? Yes. <laughs> so I was like, great. He Go get him. admitted to the power dynamic yes. that he's not in charge. Get him the paper towels. I, like, throw them at him. And he's literally, when I go out to the backyard, Lily, he looks like the typical frat boy laid out on a yard on a Sunday morning. Oh. He is, pa- like, he's like this. And he's like, Ugh. And I'm like, dude, what's going on? Like, that was one set. And he was like, well, I didn't eat before I came here. And I was like, well, you had those 10 minutes before. (laughs) So he didn't say anything. And then he's like, like, can we just get to boxing? Because, like, that's why, like, I pay you to train me. Your mom pays me. So Exactly. So 
she so then I was like, oh, um, I was like, yeah, but in order to like be a boxer, you kind of need to have some sort of core. So mm-hmm. that's kind of why I like to start all my clients off with that. He was like, all right, I'll, I'll just finish up. So he like took his time finally. He starts calling me ma'am. <laughs> Actually listens to what I'm saying. And he gets through, out of the hour he's supposed to be working out, probably with mitt work, worked out a total of 15 minutes out of that <laughs> 60 minutes. I have senior citizens that I train that work harder than him. Dude, I haven't could do thrown better up than that. And like he was trying to act like he's like this big, tough, like 18-year-old, like, yeah, like I know what I'm doing because I did MMA that one time. And so I humbled him real quick. Told my told the owner he was very happy. He was like, "Yeah, his mom signed him up to train specifically with women because he's about to go to college in fall, and apparently he has no respect for women. Talks down to women all the time. Talks down to his mother, and she was just like, he needs an ass kicking from a yes! woman. Yes, look at Rebecca. So I was so happy that I could provide that, <laughs> and honestly, I felt for the mom I was like you know good for the mom to acknowledge that like her son is like an asshole yeah. and that he needs Shout to humble himself to yeah. and I was like but then I was also like how as a mom do you allow your son to talk to you that way for 18 years right yeah. but then I'm like she definitely he definitely got it from like the husband right yeah the husband or honestly this like I know like here's the thing that school system unless he went to a private school treasures athletes yep so much. He's very athletic, and so that's why I was surprised. Oh, yeah. That, so he was a big deal at that school, I'm telling you right now, which means all the, like, even, like, English teachers, for the most part, would favor athletes. It was yeah. bananas. Weight room mm-hmm. is an option for gym class. Okay. So he was probably lifting weights and bench pressing for his gym yeah. class and thought that this would be the same Right? Most of the gym teachers, there are men. Uh-huh. Uh, as of, you know, the time I graduated, at least. Like, just gave off, like, the typical, like, your hometown vibes. Yeah. Like, literally. No, yeah. Like, listen. I will say this about my hometown. There's a lot of good people there. Uh-huh. Right? Like, my best friend since I was eight years old. Right? Like, one of my best friends. <laughs> since I was, like, we met when we were eight. Like, I wouldn't be the same without her. You know, actually, we wouldn't have met without her because we met. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She went to the theater program that we met in. So I had um, neighbors who lived three houses down who were excellent. And that was, like, pretty much it. Yeah. You know, like... But there's there's always been, like, those type of towns. There's always those cliques of, like, type of people. In a town that's a mile long, there's, and in most towns, like, in most high schools especially, like, cliques happen in high school for a reason. Like, that's when you're figuring out who you are and who you want to be around. So that's never going to go away. But the favoritism, you know what I mean? Like, there are, for example, there's a big indie, like, I guess they qualify as indie, but they're not really indie because they're very, Mm -hmm. very famous from the town, Mm -hmm. right? And a very famous actor from the town mm-hmm. who was on the wrestling team. Uh, Guess who has the shrine in between the two gyms? Not the band. Mm-hmm. Not the band that I'm, I believe has been nominated for Grammys. No one talks about that. Yeah. But the actor who was a football player and wrestler, he's the one that gets the shrine. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Right? We're still caught up in a guy from the 70s when there's class of 2003 people. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just... That's just how it is. Yeah, I mean, the school was great. You know, the teachers, for the most part, I mean, the educators are great, even down to the crossing guards. Yeah. Excellent. The kids are shitty. Mm -hmm. And they get away with being shitty because they make the school look good 
yeah. on charts. Mm-hmm. So that's all I have to say about that. And I'm just, I'm loving, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are just loving that you are the one to give this kid an ass yes. kicking. And let me tell you, it was wonderful delivering. <laughs> um, and so he actually said, wow, like that's one of the toughest workouts I've had. Like, I would love to work out with you again. Like, his attitude had completely changed after. I love that. I love some so, growth. Honestly, more than anything else, like, I don't care if you try to disrespect me or whatever. Like, because I, I know who I am. Like, I hold mm-hmm. myself fine. Mm-hmm. But... To know that, like, he was sent to be trained with women because he has no respect for other women. I want him, because he, from what we were talking about, he's going away to college. And it Mm kind of seems like he's looking at kind of the southern type of schools Mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, My goal is just, like, when he gets down to those colleges where he's going to be away from home, he needs to know how to respect women. Mm -hmm. Because... Being at a university, especially as a freshman girl, is so scary. You're Mm -hmm. around all these seniors, other frat people. Like, it's very intimidating. Mm -hmm. So if I can stop one prick (laughs) from, you know, being being disrespectful to a woman that, you know, is going into the same situation being a freshman, Mm -hmm. may feel vulnerable, may be nervous, doesn't really have, like, is a new experience... Having a guy be an ally rather than being an enemy. That's a lot, yeah. Means and ch- a lot. Yeah. And I think I think people can change. Like this guy, he may yeah, he's, he, yeah. I think I think especially at this age, even though there are things that he probably learned from his family dynamic, yeah. he still has college to learn and grow. Like yeah. who I was at eighteen is definitely not who I am now. Oh yeah. So but I I wish I had more of a stern, like discipline mm-hmm. type of person. Like I'm trying to be for him to like that's teach me great, like that's though. like you know, like an eye opener. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. humble you. Yeah. No, that's that's amazing. And while I cannot relate to a lot of college experience, <laughs> I can imagine, you know, going away is a cause I, and I saw it with my brother. You know, like it's a huge reality check. Yeah. Like, okay, kid, like you're on your own. Laundry on you, dishes on you. Time you wake up, you waking up, that's on you. You gotta get to class on time. Mm-hmm. Right? All that shit. Having that and then, you know, being like just it seems to me like he wouldn't listen to anyone yeah right and like you know people like this you see I've seen them I can tell from both of my jobs right both working in that town and also where I am now like parents can carry their kids you know Mm -hmm. so like this one session with you kind of showing him like there will be other people in charge of you yeah a reality check yeah a reality check a wake up call and I'm just saying that's hot girl energy right Well, I think the moral of the story is just be nice to people. Yeah, honestly. Just be nice. I mean, I, I know I was I was rough on him, but in the grand scheme of things, like he ended up respecting me at the yeah. end, which is what I wanted. Yeah. Um, it's not that I hate this kid or whatever. It's just he his mom clearly brought him there for a purpose and mm-hmm. you know, I'm just doing my job. I love that. And honestly, I hope that I train him again at some point and I hope to see growth. Yeah. Um, like, and you know, I'll, you know, if anything interesting happens or any like milestones training this person happen, I'll definitely let you guys Yay! know. So, um, Lily, do you kind of want to tell our boo things what we're talking about on this week's episode? We are talking about alien encounters and UFOs and um, extraterrestrials. Yeah. So we've talked about... We've talked about UFOs and alien encounters on previous episodes of Just Ghoulie Things earlier on in like our first season. Mm-hmm. I think it was like UFO Hell No was one of UFO the episodes. UFO Hell No. Yeah. That was one of our more popular mm-hmm. episodes. Um, and the reason why I was telling Lily I'd love to do 
this episode, and I'd love to revisit this for like a part three mm-hmm. with your roommate, mm-hmm. um, is because I was watching this documentary the other day, and it's called Unacknowledged, and this is a documentary that came out in 2017, mm-hmm. and it's based off this book by Stephen Greer. Mm-hmm. And so a little background Wait, for me. I've heard of him. Yeah, so I'll tell you a little bit about him. Okay. He's very popular in mm-hmm. the UFO alien community. Okay. So Stephen Greer um, is an American UFOologist and retired traumatologist who founded the Center of Study for Extraterrestrial Intelligence and the Disclosure Project, which seeks the disclosure of allegedly classified secret UFO information. So pretty much this guy is pretty much working um, to get the government to... Tell us more about these UFO phenomenons, alien Mm -hmm. phenomenons that are not made to the public. So a little bit of information on his career to give you some more background on why Stephen Greer has a book out and his documentary and how he's kind of made a name for himself. So uh, he founded the Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence in 1990 to create a diplomatic and research-based initiative to contact extraterrestrial uh, civilizations. And the official statements regarding its intentions also included a new category of extraterrestrial encounters, namely CE5, or Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. This was defined by Greer as human-initiated contact and or communication with extraterrestrial life. And since its inception, the organization has spent anywhere between $3.5 million and $5 million to achieve its goals. Holy shit! Yeah. Well, they better achieve it with that money. Well, the organization claims to have over 3,000 confirmed reports of UFO sightings by pilots and over 4,000 proofs of what they describe as landing traces. This refers to incidents where UFOs have supposedly left behind trace evidence, such as electromagnetic readings after landing on Earth. The organization utilizes rapid mobilization investigative teams with the aim of arriving at landing sites as quickly as possible to receive Mm -hmm. proof, evidence. CSETI has defined a protocol for human-initiated contact to UFOs using consciousness. And in 1993, he founded the Disclosure Project, which I touched upon earlier, which is a research project whose goal is, again, to disclose to the public the government's uh, alleged knowledge of UFOs, extraterrestrial intelligence, and advanced energy and propulsion systems. Mm -hmm. The Disclosure Project was founded in an effort to grant amnesty to government whistleblowers willing to violate their security oaths by sharing insider knowledge about UFOs. And Greer says he gave a briefing to CIA director James Woolsey at a dinner party, although Woolsey has stated that he listened politely. Hmm. In 1994, Greer appeared in Larry King's TV special, rest in peace, The UFO Cover-Up. And in 1995, Greer worked as a physician at the Department of Emergency Medicine at Caldwell Memorial Hospital, where he was a chairman. In 1997, Greer, along with other members of CSETI, including Apollo astronaut Edgar Mitchell, made a presentation at a background briefing from members of Congress. And in 1998, Greer gave up his career as an emergency room physician in favor of the Disclosure Project. So he gave up his whole career in order to pursue this goal of letting the public know what's really going on, not only on Earth, but things that are actually coming to our planet. I love that. Yeah. Um, And in May 2001, Greer held a press conference at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. that featured 20 retired Air Force, Federal Aviation Administration, and intelligence officers. Again, Greer has authored the book Unacknowledged, an expose of the world's greatest secret. 
Um, and it also is part of the subject of the documentary, which is what I watched, called mm-hmm. Unacknowledged, which is directed by Michael Mazzola. So I don't want to give too much away mm-hmm. about what this documentary talks about because it shows a lot of video evidence, a lot of audio evidence, mm-hmm. and it really goes into depth and really makes you think, yeah, the government tells us a certain a certain amount of information just to kind of shut us up, right? Yeah. But we don't even, we aren't even scratching the surface of what they really know mm-hmm. and why. And even people like the president, you may think know a lot more than us, and they do know a significant yeah. amount of information compared to us, but even the president doesn't even know things past yeah. a certain point. That people really? are in higher positions than the president. Things that the president can't probably even fathom is going on. Yeah, so... Why are we so scared? Like, that's what I was... I forget. I think I was talking to a coworker about it. And, you know, we were talking about, like... I was like... We were bored. I was like, do you believe in aliens? <laughs> and his an immediate reaction was like, where did that come from? And then I said, I was like, no, like, gen- like don't worry about that. Do you believe in aliens? Mm-hmm. And he went on this whole, like, stupid, like, young man ran about the government. And I was like... But, like, why are we so, like, worried? Like, are they going to harm us? Because, like, I feel like if their intention was to harm us, they would have by now. Yeah. Like, look at all the shit going on. Mm -hmm. Like, they would have taken care of us by now. I think that in regards to this, the reason why the government isn't telling us certain things about extraterrestrial is... If there's something big out there Mm -hmm. going on... Like, I'm assuming that if these extraterrestrials are coming to us, they're more intelligent than us... Hopefully, yeah, I'm assuming I, so. I thought it would be to save their asses, like they're like they're they're better than us. They've got like high or something to, that they think we, like we'll look bad to the public if they know there's another population. As a society, people have killed other people for the chicken sandwich at Popeyes. How, <laughs> how do you think they would react to knowing that there is life outside of here? Now, a lot of us can speculate. A lot of us could say, yeah. I mean, it would be very, it would be very close-minded of you to think there's absolutely no other life. Yeah, exactly. It's selfish, but kind of. Yeah. To get information that these higher-ups probably have, maybe information that as a whole, as a society, maybe they just know that we can't handle it. Yeah. Ooh, that's true. But things are slowly starting to come out because of the Disclosure Project. And Stephen Greer came out with um, another documentary uh, the the fifth kind documentary mm-hmm. that I touched upon in this little uh, intro, mm-hmm. and uh, it's weird because you hear him, and when I first was watching, I'm like, oh, he kind of seems like a tin foil hat kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then some of the things you watch, and he, in the amount of research that's gone into it, three point five to five million dollars, it's a lot of money. Wow. And there are people that were that are astronauts, that are scientists, that are a part of the Air Force, that have stories of UFO sightings, yeah. their own personal stories. You can't take that away from them. No. But why aren't their voices being heard is the That's real true. question. We might, it's like in those movies when they go, you can't handle the truth. Yes. I kind of think that's quite possible. So we, we had to stop the podcast real quick because a Jeep decided to just continuously blow its alarm for a solid five minutes. Yeah, that it felt like ages. The oh. best was everyone on their balconies like, whose Jeep is that? So Jersey, everyone's like, shut the fuck up. Dude, in the Midwest, the 
Yes, they'd be like, does someone need help? Are they getting robbed? We should call. <laughs> we should call security. <laughs> Literally here, we're just throwing We're just mad. <laughs> the angry mob forms like that. <laughs> Literally. But we made the best of it. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Lily, do you want to start with your first alien encounter it story? Would, it would be an honor. So here we go. Okay. This is all of mine I got on the Alien Encounters Reddit. Awesome. And I would just like to say, I read one that was such bullshit. <laughs> I was reading it. I was like, this one's really good. And it was like, and then a beam came down and they took me into the UFO and they and they scanned my brain so I forgot, but I actually pretended and I remember. And they did all this stuff, and I saw the aircraft, and they brought me back home, and only five minutes had passed. And my, and I was like, you had me up until yeah. the remembering, like, I was but like not reading it. I was like, wow, and it was really well written. And I was like, okay, like this, like listen, I'm all for believing everybody who wants to share a story, but that one was just so. No, no way! How is this car still going off? Okay, so you can't really hear the car from <laughs> recording, so we're just going to keep going. We're going to just I think that it. this is the sign from the universe that Jeep wants to sponsor us. I think it is a great universal sign. Which I've actually... Okay, I went to test drive cars, mm -hmm. and there was an orange Jeep convertible, which was my <gasps> dream car. So you. But they were like, do you drive, you know, do you drive fast? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, okay, um... People who drive fast, like, these cars, like, are kind of risky. And there's this one mm. road on my way to work, which is, like, a downward hill with a sharp right turn. Uh -huh. And I was like, okay, like, I kind of like being alive, so maybe. Yeah. At least today I do. So. If, you were, <laughs> if you were in a Jersey driver, you could probably get away with it. Yeah. But. Uh, I, I was saying, I was like, if I lived, like, out in the Midwest again, like, on the great, like, shit, there's flat. Mm -hmm. You know, when you make a turn and it's, like, a right turn. But we've got these. Four leaf clover highways and like I'm just like no, no. not if it's for like here. a beach car you know or some shit but like my day to day car I could never yeah but Jeep like it's the least you could do honestly all right Lily what is your story right so anyways and this one is good it's by Alien Boy 2020 Ooh. which we love it's called Christmas lights that respond to my thoughts ooh so it says all right I made this account just for this story <laughs> which we can hear in the name. But it's honestly not an alien. It's a form of an alien with the proof of a video. So I couldn't find the video at all. Mm -hmm. um, like, I, I tried, and I'm like, maybe they didn't click the file, but we'll see. So I have Christmas lights hung up in my room, and they've been the Christmas lights my dad hooked, my dad hung up when I was a kid. So they're at least a decade old. Mm -hmm. I haven't really been spiritually open, but one night about six to seven months ago, I was bored. So I opened my mind up to spirits, ghosts, aliens, whatever could listen to my thoughts. And I asked if any, and I asked if I could see them or talk to them that I just wanted to ask questions and I would try my best to be respectful. And one of the blue lights on the Christmas lights I had hung up started flickering. Mm. I was actually shocked that anything happened. So I asked it yes or no questions. So I asked if the flickering light was yes. And it turned off for a split second. And then stayed turned on. Of course, I was skeptical. So I went on for what seemed like 10 to 15 minutes just asking it the same question over and over to make sure it wasn't a coincidence. And sure as hell, every time I asked it if it was it, if that makes sense. Yeah. It would respond back, 
give or take a few seconds. After that, I was scared as hell. So I unplugged the lights and tried my best to go to sleep. And after a few days, I plugged them back in. And now, six to seven months later, I've mostly let it be. But I asked it questions here and there. It usually strays, stays off during the day. But when I get settled in for the night, after I start playing on my PlayStation, it turns on. I can only think that it's scanning my thoughts for some odd reason. It's answered that it's from another planet. It answered that it's human. It answered that it is from the future. Any other questions were just personal questions that 99% weren't answered. So mm. it's only addressing these paranormal extraterrestrial questions. Uh-huh. And I liked this one for a few reasons. It reminded me when I saw, when I started reading it before I finished. I saw Christmas lights. I automatically thought of Stranger Things. I was literally about to say that. Yay! Yes. Yes. Right? And then I was thinking about the flickering, and it made me think of on Ghost Hunters when they do the flashlights. Yes, right? where they, and like, loosen like, the flashlight. Yeah, yeah. So, they, so they responded the next day. Okay. Said, I forgot I posted about the same story the night after it happened, and I said stuff about how it was able to change my emotions. And able to give me goosebumps. I currently do not remember actually feeling my emotions change or having hands touch me down my back and the lights have not done it since that night. If I talk to them and they respond, I do get goosebumps, but I tell myself it's just a human reaction that I can't control, mm-hmm. which is it's kind of refreshing, you know, to hear someone be like, yeah, like I get goosebumps, but it's probably just that I'm spooked. Logical and, explanation. Yeah, exactly. So that also does kind of give this more weight. Um... It sounds kind of sus that I would say all that stuff in my first post, but not remember it, you know, a while later. Mm -hmm. But I do not want to take down the first post just in case if it's an actually real being and I legitimately do not remember it. Yeah. If any of y'all have questions, I will answer as many as I can and I'm open to any ideas on what this thing is. If any of y'all can prove it's a perfectly normal thing and not a human on a different planet in the future, please tell me because this thing has changed my whole mind spiritually. Mm. So there aren't any replies, right? This isn't a super popular post on it. It's 111 days old. Uh Uh-huh. And it's This is a very interesting story. Yeah. It's only got like six upvotes and there's one comment that just says, would you tell me more? And that's it. There's no response. So... I feel like if this person wasn't telling the truth, they would have bitten on that tell me more and been like, well, yeah. you know, I took the lights with me to my apartment and I got abducted and blah, 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 right? And I don't know. There's just... It's like an extraterrestrial Ouija board. Exactly! Yes. Well said, Rebecca. Well said. And there's just something to it that kind of... It's something so normal, right? Like, we all have, like, a lot of us at least, like, not even, like, the LED, like, streamer, TikToker mm-hmm. lights. Like, I have the little fairy lights yeah. in my room, like, the little twinkling ones. And, you know, a lot of people do. So, like, it kind of hits home of, like, that could happen to me. Yeah. Right? And But has it happened to you? Uh, well, you know what? It never occurred to me to lay down and be like, I wonder if there's aliens that can hear my thoughts. Which, I'm so sorry, aliens, if you can hear my thoughts. Because a I lot... <laughs> There's a lot going on in there. There's a lot. <laughs> your, your assigned alien is just like, what the fuck? My assigned alien needs some PTO ASAP. <laughs> My assigned alien needs another assigned alien just to process what happened. 
<laughs> I'm assuming that these extraterrestrial places probably have better PTO packages than what we have in the States. Oh, 100%. So, they, they definitely get, like, alien mental health days because yeah. of the shit they have to hear. Thousand percent. Right? Imagine, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a public figure. Imagine any, like, banana... Okay, I've been watching a lot of America's Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. Janice Dickinson. She's great. She's nuts. Imagine her th- Her, her signed alien? alien? Oh, my God. She's low is probably I mean it's just yeah right and then you've probably got like Elon Musk's assigned alien is like definitely stealing ideas and oh, aliens yeah. are advanced or he's in cahoots with his aliens yes! aliens like his yo fam is telling you yeah. things his alien was like car handles that go back inside the car and he's jotting down exactly. notes <laughs> Elon alien mm. That's for another episode. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, mine I specifically picked out because of you, and it's titled Walt Disney World Haunted Slash Alien Experience 1995. Oh, this is everything I love. So, it starts by, oh, the writer of this experience is Joseph Craft HD, and this is also on Reddit. Let me tell you real quick why I'm already into the story. Tell me. Disney World. Of course. It's haunted, it's aliens, and it happened in a year when I wasn't alive. That Everything about this is good. <laughs> All check marks. Yes. Gold star for you, Joseph Craft HD. Okay. It starts, hello, my name is Joseph, and I want to share a scary experience my family had when vacationing at the Caribbean Beach Resort in August of 1995. Ooh, that's a nice one. <laughs> a quick side note, I was born in 92, so I do not remember anything from this trip. This is all coming from my family. Also, I do not know the exact room number at this time. We have family videos from this trip, but I haven't found it yet. As soon as I find the tape, I can confirm the room number for all of you. Oh! I want to say it was on the Aruba Island, but I'm not sure just yet. A quick setup for the story. This was a big family vacation because it was my aunt's birthday. The first room consisted of me and my brother and my mom and dad. The room directly next door consisted of my three sisters and their friend. Further down and around the corner was my grandma and aunts. But they did not experience anything that night, so they don't matter much at this point in the story. (laughs) It all started at 2 a.m. on night two of the vacation. My mom shot up awake and ran for the door screaming about a giant bug. During this time, my dad says there were a lot of colorful lights shining through the window, but they said there was a meteor shower that night, which might explain the the lights. Eventually, my dad was able to coax her back to bed. She said all she remembers is seeing a huge bug. I asked her recently, and she said she saw the silhouette of a giant bug. It could have been an alien, but she doesn't know. This is important because my mom is super religious and never cared for crypto stuff, so I can't see her lying about this. After a while, they go back to sleep, Around, up until around two a, uh, 4 a.m. My dad wakes up in midair at the side of the bed and drops, hitting his head on the nightstand. He even had a large bump on the back of his head from it. He said he was in the air for a few seconds before falling. He was pretty shaken up and spoke to my mom until 5 a.m. That's when my sister called the hotel phone. My sister called because they have, coordin- they have coordinated to get up early that day and my sisters couldn't sleep. My mom said, that's fine. Your father kept me up all night talking about the weird stuff that happened. And my sister yelled, weird stuff happened to you too? We'll be right over to talk about it. Oh, shit. Once they came over, they discussed what happened to them at the exact same time my mom woke up screaming about the, quote, giant bug, end quote. At 2 a.m., my sister, Christy, woke up to my two other sisters, Kim and Trisha, screaming. Kim was on the floor, and Trisha was still on the bed. 
Christy tried to understand what happened, but neither Kim nor Trisha would calm down enough to speak coherently. Eventually, they calmed down enough to speak. When Christy asked what happened, Kim would say, I don't want to say it. Trisha, you say it. <laughs> and Trisha would say the same. It was as if they both experienced something so traumatic that night, and they didn't want to relive it. Finally, Trisha got up the courage to try and explain. She would go, quote, it was horrible. We were gurgled mouth, end quote. She would get contorted and her speech would then slur. Oh, shit. She couldn't get the words out no matter how hard she tried. Same with Kim. Whenever they would try to say what happened, their words would just scramble. Fuck. Yeah, that's fucking horrifying. You know what this could be? What? what if, like, it was an alien, they scanned their brains, and now they just, like, can't even Manip- say what happened? Yeah. Just, like, like, manipulate. Yeah, like, they manipulate uh, their brain. Yeah. Okay. It's like when you have, like, the people in production, when they know someone on the show is about to curse, and it's live television, they have to go, beep, and they have to, like, be on top of it yes. to make sure the person isn't cursing live. Like, oh, they can't talk about that. <laughs> oh, can't talk about that. So, flash forward to morning. Before going to Magic Kingdom for the day, we had breakfast at the Hard Rock Cafe. During breakfast and the rest of the day, my mom, Kim, and Trisha would randomly start crying. My mom said it was the weirdest feeling of being so small. She Mm. felt like a dot, she said. Which, it's kind of interesting bringing up that point because it kind of opens up the idea of how little we are in the grand scheme of the universe. Mm -hmm. So why are they feeling this way now after that experience they had the night before? Did they experience something that they don't remember? So, oh, I don't like that at all. Yeah. After breakfast, we were in the Magic Kingdom. We were going on rides and such and eventually found a letter in my stroller that definitely wasn't there before. The letter was in French, but they couldn't figure out what it said. They brought it to a few French couples they found, but every time they were told, sorry, this doesn't make sense, I can't translate it, or I don't want to read this to you, it's too weird. Eventually, they lost the letter and it was never translated. Weird. And that's really it. Aside from a crack in the ceiling of the hotel that wasn't there the night before, I think that sums up the odd experience. I was three at the time of this occurrence and my brother was five. We were both untouched and unbothered. If I was old enough to understand, I would probably have that letter to this day. My sisters don't remember anything from that night. They thought about going to see a hypnotist or something, but they're afraid of what they might find. The end. Yeah. That's insane. First of all, I would like to say, I believe in 1995, because it was there when I was a child, there was a show. Do you remember the movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Yes. They had a show called Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. So at first, I was thinking when they said they're so small, I was like, okay, what if they like did shrooms in Disney, but then they saw Honey, I Shrunk the Audience and like stuck with them, right? Or okay. Something. I don't know how drugs work. Or like, like an acid flashback, okay. right? I know that that's a thing, like... They like stick to your fat cells or something, and then when you burn that bit of fat, the acid like hits you. Please <gasps> don't do drugs because this is terrible. Like imagine that's right? horrifying. Imagine you're like a Wall Street banker, and apparently like they all do drugs, right? Mm-hmm. And you like do acid at like a work party, and then you're off for like a week, and then you go back, and on like your first day, right? You're like walking up the stairs, and you like burn that fat, and you like think you're like in a different universe and you have to like go like handle people's I money. I did not know that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I saw, I, I saw about it on, um, Instagram. Wow. Yeah, there was, um, I follow a, um, I follow a music festival that I go to, mm-hmm. which is an EDM music festival. And so I was like interacting with their page and everything. And on my discover, you know, your discover page, like 
is based on what you like. Yeah. And I found like this like EDM memes and then I was at like rave memes and it's all this stuff that, that I makes didn't even sense. I'm lear- I am learning so much. P that's a real PSA. Don't do hard drugs because you might be at your job two weeks after doing those drugs and then bam. Yeah. Flashbacks. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, anyways, but the fact that this whole family in separate rooms exact I now this fucking Jeep. I love how it's still going off and our listeners probably don't hear a single thing. Yeah. We're just They just think that triggered. maybe we're the ones, like, there's a, a Jeep ghost. I don't know. A Jeep ghost. There's a Jeep ghost making itself known. Is there a Jeep in this room? If it there is. It would be so funny if it stopped as I said that. Right? But also, like, Florida's got mad cicadas. Mm-hmm. What if there's, like, this alien like disguising itself as a cicada and then it turns into a human or like, I mean, not a human, an alien again. And like, that's what she saw. She's like, it looked like a bug, right? I I don't know. There's a lot of things this could be. None of them are are soothing. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely none of this makes me feel any better. Yeah, absolutely none of it. Rebecca, if we go to Disney, right? Or if I go, you're my plus one. If you go, I demand to be your plus one. If we go together... I'm sorry, we're staying at the Caribbean beach and we're keeping an eye on this post to see if they know the room number. Yes, yes. yes. I have it bookmarked in my Reddit account, Yay! so we can definitely refer back to it when Yay! we need to. Yay! Okay. All right, what's your next story, Lil? Okay, my next story is by Eileen the Alien. I think it's Eileen, A-I-L-E-N-E, the Alien. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> it's called In the Middle of the Day. Okay. Me and my family were heading towards a beach in San Diego, and we were driving down the freeway. I must have been about 15 or 16 when this happened, but I was listening to music and looking up at the clouds from the car window. You know how you do that and you feel like you're in a movie montage, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, there she goes. I'm the main character at all times. <laughs> Rebecca does, you give off main character energy. Lily, do I really? You do. You give off the biggest main character energy, and I give off, like, the quirky best friend energy who comes in, like, every other scene no, or, like, Lily, a couple of episodes. Lily, if people even knew a tenth of your life and the stories, you have total main character energy. Are you kidding Was me? Was it getting locked in a laundry room by the evil step-grandmother or the fact that I had a marker that 3% of arthritic people have and I don't have arthritis? I don't know what it was! I don't know what it was! You know what we have? We have like like crossover energy. We're like, That's you have your own main character show, and I have my own main character show, and then they like Sam and Cat us. Yeah. Where we're like together, yes. and it's just all bananas. Yeah. Like both of our ratings were good enough. Like the focus groups loved us yeah. just enough that they're like, wow, get these two together. Yeah. 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 Which also we had the foresight, and you're all welcome. Um, <laughs> just kidding. No, but yeah, I think that you do have like strong main character energy. Like, you know, independent boxer woman with an acting career and modeling career. You know, everyone who lives in her house is gorgeous and her cat's a bitch. Watch next <laughs> week to see what happens. I think that's, that's the vibe. I feel like you've thought this one out. No, I'm telling you, my brain just moves super fast. My assigned alien is like trying to keep up. I love that. So driving down the highway in San Diego on the way to the beach, about 15 or 16, listening to music. Anyways, so I I was listening to music and looking up at the clouds from the car window. Anyways, I suddenly noticed this weird triangular-looking black object really far up into the sky. Mm. Mind you, there were clouds in the sky that day, so 
It was a bit difficult for me to keep track of it as it was moving. At first, I thought it's probably a plane because it's not very often that people see UFOs in the middle of the day. And there are, I'm going to pause this, there are those, I think they're part of the, like, military, right? Like, I don't think they're aircraft carriers, but they're, they are, like, they, they're, like, kind of shaped like an arrowhead, yes. like a spearhead. Mm-hmm. And they are black. So that's what I was thinking at first. Like, I know what you're all thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Logical explanation. Exactly. Like, oh, but, like, I don't. I've never been to San Diego, so I don't know if there's, like, a military base there. There has to be. Yeah. Especially because it's, like, near, like, at least over, like, state lines, there's, like, so many deserts that they probably have a lot of bases at. True. There's deserts. It's near the border. It's near, they're near the beach, right? So, like, that is plausible, but just wait. Okay. I'm waiting. So, as I continued to watch it, I noticed how oddly it was moving in the sky. It looked like the pointed part of the UFO was pointed downward towards the earth, and it was very slowly moving down closer to the ground. I was trying to convince myself that it was probably a plane, weather balloon, etc. But then I was like, planes don't usually fly downward, right? (laughs) As we continued to drive and the clouds were moving across the sky, I lost it for a minute or two and thought that was the end of it. I finally spotted it again and noticed that it was moving downward a bit quicker in the sky. Mm -hmm. It suddenly occurred to me to alert my family of this weird object in the clouds. However, before I got the chance to look away, the object stopped moving downward and very abruptly and all of a sudden it shot back into the sky almost at lightning speed and I never saw it again. Afterwards, I was kind of frantically telling my siblings and parents of what I had just seen And my father pointed out the small fleet of jets that suddenly shot across the sky in the direction where the UFO was, which seemed quite weird to me at the time, but I didn't know what to think of it. But to this day, I don't really know what it was that I saw that day. Was there any comments saying, oh, it could be this? So we have one comment from X Sergeant X Shaft X Mm -hmm. saying, I've seen weird triangle shaped objects Mm -hmm. like this in the sky as well. Oh, as far as Utah to Illinois. I've seen them and still don't know what they are. They're creepy and often defy physics. So this is my take on this. Okay. If it was, let's say, a fleet of jets, mm-hmm. this jet has got no business being in sync with this person's thoughts. Yeah. Right? Like, they go to say something and the jet is like, huh, psych, and just dips? Mm-hmm. Like, the fuck is that shit? And then all of a sudden, there's a fleet of them. But it is possible, right? Like, any, like, that's, like, the whole point, right? Anything's possible. This could uh-huh. have been a jet. But, like, why one lone jet and then yeah. a bunch? And if this is, say, like, a military drill, why is it happening where no one knows of it? Yeah. Right? If this person is a local, they would have seen them before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We live like in a very highly populated area. Mm-hmm. We would see this shit. Oh, for sure. Right? Down, you know, like, the fact that they're being seen all across the country and not addressed. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's strange, right? Because you have seen that. I remember um, talking, actually talking to my mom about this, about what it was like post 9-11. Mm-hmm. And she said that it was silent because uh, we live near, we used to live near an airport. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we would hear airplanes all the time. And I mean, you look kind of close to an airport yeah. too, but like I live close to an international mm-hmm. airport. So there was lots of like, shim, wow, 
right? And you just kind of tune it out. And my mom had been living out here for a long time, and she said she had gotten used to it too. Yeah. And she was sitting on the back porch one day, and it was silent. And all you would hear were jets every, like, hour or so just going down, Mm -hmm. and then an hour they'd come back up just Mm -hmm. patrolling. And she said that they looked odd, but she but she knew, right? And there was a big event that had just happened, and there yeah. was reason for it, of right? Course. Like, you know what's going on. Like, yeah. there was just this huge tragedy. Of course, there are people patrolling this mm-hmm. area by an international airport. Like, of course. Okay, okay, okay. So we know that that was something, because, you know, 9-11, many of you guys that listen to the podcast are probably aware of 9-11, what happened uh, specifically in our area, living in the Tri-State yeah. area, it was something very traumatic that yeah. I, I remember that day. Me too. Um, even being at a young age. Yeah. Um, and it still has a footprint on our society today and how we kind of see certain things oh, and, yeah. and how safe we are. But that's something that was public knowledge. You see those planes, like, okay, I know that that's why they're doing it. Exactly. Going back to what we were talking about in the beginning of the episode, those jets that were probably military jets that you saw after that first jet mm-hmm. that there, or UFO, whatever mm-hmm. it was, what if that was also an emergency or something, but not something that was declared to pu- for public knowledge? What if that was one Holy of those shit. undercover or supposed to be undercover yeah. missions? Like when there's a big thing going on, right? Like when we talked about Richard Ramirez, right? Mm-hmm. Listen to that episode too. There were helicopters, mm-hmm. right? Because everyone knows what was going on that they required these virtually silent jets apparently and yeah. a whole fleet of them mm-hmm. like i don't know a lot about how the army works but i do know that there are places where they practice and also this you know the original poster was like 15 or 16 yeah they would know yeah. right and you know 15 16 years ago you know Eve, like let's say this person was one back then mm-hmm you know, we didn't have iPhones to give us, like, these push notifications of there will be... A, like, you know how we, like, we get, oh, you know, all flights grounded due to COVID. If you were really curious, area. you can look up whatever's in the sky exactly. right then and there on the internet. And since we can't now, mm-hmm. it would have been on the news. Yeah. Right? It would have been on the radio. Like, there would have been shit going on that they knew about. Why was what was happening a secret? Yeah. And if it wasn't us, who was it? Yeah. So there's multiple layers to this percent. So, I mean, you can take what you want from this one. Was it just like the army just, but then why isn't it a regular thing? Yeah. You know? Very feel, open-ended. Yeah. It could have, and if it was, you know, if there's a logical explanation for the, you know, aircrafts that the person saw, mm-hmm. what's the logical explanation for why they were just suddenly out? Yeah. You know? Oof. And... But clearly, I think they said their dad pointed it out. Their dad uh-huh. would have been curious, too. Yeah. I know, my dad would have been like, what the fuck is going on here? Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's that on that. What's your next one? Okay. My second story is from Reddit as well, under the conspiracy subreddit. Mm-hmm. And this was written by Mom Chomsky. I love that. <laughs> um, it's titled, I want to finally open up publicly here about a traumatizing alien encounter. FBI, if you're reading this, just leave me alone. Don't bother. I barely even saw it. <laughs> Hey, y'all. So a few years ago, I took a trip down to Los Angeles to go and pick something up. Very legal. Just don't want to be too specific. (laughs) (laughs) Fill in the blanks, everyone. Anyway. Context clues. (laughs) It was a turnaround uh, turnaround trip. Go to LA, grab it, come back. 
At the time, I was in a very toxic relationship with someone who won't be discussed, but was a part of the experience. I just want to say, though, Mom Chomsky, way to fucking out yourself. Like, you literally could have been like, oh, I took a day trip down to L.A. for the beach. Nope. Like, you had to. <laughs> Clearly, this person's very honest. Yeah. Very credible. Oh, true. Yeah. So, uh, we were split into two vehicles. I was driving a car, and my ex was driving a car that followed behind me. I had a plan to take the Highway 1 into Pacifica, Santa Cruz area and camp on the beach and catch the sunset and chill with my ex. It was about 8 or so p.m., dark, and we were pulled over. I kept trying to route my GPS for the highway I wanted, but it kept rerouting me to Highway 5, I believe it was. Looking back now, it was totally like a sign, but in the moment, I was becoming so pissed at my, at, as me and my ex were parked for 30 minutes just trying to get this thing to route us correctly. Mm -hmm. I decided, fuck it, I'll just ask some locals. And that was a success. They gave me coordinates to the highway and we were back on the road. I was extremely drained as I did an eight plus hour drive to oh, LA shit. just to turn around and do it all over again. And a mind over matter, I'm a mind over matter person and can fight through my mind and body shutting down, but my ex is what had me worried. I was afraid they might become sleepy on the road trying to keep up, so I decided to call them as they followed behind me. Entertaining them with gibberish and all kinds of conversation I could, I continued to keep their attention on the phone. We were on a very dark, narrow road and were the only cars on that road. At this point, it's about 11 or even 12 and we were hours away from our destination. We were both on edge and made very small hints and remarks towards our discomfort on this very dark and narrow road. But the trip had been a success and we were putting our differences aside and were, dare I say, bonding again. Oh no! The dark road was so narrow, surrounded by trees and deep forests on both sides of the road, I became very desperate to just see a normal com commuter on the highway. Behind my ex's vehicle, about a half mile back, we got some headlights of another vehicle, and they were covering ground. The vehicle finally caught up, and it was a Toyota truck, one of those stereotypical construction crew starter kit Toyota pickups. It could have been anyone in that vehicle, but it felt good just to know we weren't alone at the time. Subconsciously, I footed heavy on the gas, as the creepy narrow road was just something I could not ignore. Mixed with the lack of sleep and body crash, I just wanted to get to city lights in a more populated area, so I began, <laughs> understandable, so I began picking up speed at a consistent rate. We eventually lost the truck way in the back. You could see their headlights. About 45, or minute, 45 minutes or less goes by, and still not a single car on the road. Now that I remember, I believe it was a one-way. We caught up to no one, and no one seemed to have caught up with us, but the truck from earlier was now in the dust distance. There was a moment of silence over the phone, as it occurred often during the drive. Every now, I would surprisingly say, babe, you still up? To which I'd receive a slight delayed, yeah, babe, I'm up from my ex. The confirmations always gave me a slight relief and a boost of confidence to persevere through my tiredness. Up ahead on the road, about three quarters of a mile, there were these lights on the right-hand side of the road, off in the middle of the trees, but also right on the side of the dirt road. I immediately sighed of relief because there was, after driving such a long distance and seeing absolutely no one on this dark, narrow road, there was a sense of excitement to see they had a construction crew working and monitoring the area. As I continued to get closer, there was this very bizarre feeling. The feeling like what you were seeing was different than what you Ooh. were used to. Yeah. Very similar to how a dead body looks. So damn foreign as you're used to an animated body. Yeah, I'm kind of worried about what this poster is going through mm -hmm. because we have illegal substances we have now that they know what a dead body looks like. Yeah, I feel like we should be asking more questions. Now, but this is main character energy right here. Thousand percent. Yeah. Thousand percent. So the lights up ahead were very strange. Like perfect orb-like objects. I figured I was super sleepy and was just getting into the dark and worrying parts of my mind. 
I've always been on I've always been anxiety prone, but I've developed a great sense of mental control over the years. But it was time to trip out. <laughs> As I began to get closer, notice I didn't see any humans present, just these eerie lights on the side of the road, Ooh. but some somewhat deep into the forest. Silence drowned the Bluetooth phone audio, and I began to feel uneasy. Holy shit. As my, ve- yeah. as, I, as my vehicle approached the several yards away mark from the lights, I was com- it was completely not what I had thought or hoped. There were these floating, perfectly circular orbs that seemed to have extracted from what looked like a wrecked craft of some sort. I absolutely cannot describe the white orbs if I wanted. It was simply a you-literally-had-to-see-it-wrap-your-head-around-it type of thing. I used the color white to describe them, but it really was like some other derivative of white I've never seen before in my life. The glow was so otherworldly, and the movements were very synchronized. Okay, that's terrifying. Yeah. At this point, basically parallel with the sight of the orbs in my vehicle on the road, I'm absolutely spooked, but I can't help but fix my eyes on it. It was just like how you are on the freeway and you see a wreck on the other side of the median. You only have so much time to analyze as your neck slowly shifts and you lose your perspective and you're back focusing on what's ahead. I was going about 70 miles per hour, and it all happened really fast, but before I could adjust my eyes back to the road, after flying past the weird orb and craft-like object, I saw something adjacent to the chaos. This was all out of the corner of my eye, but it felt like I was looking dead into its eyes. It was a humongous creature. It was hiding in the trees facing the road. From what I felt, it seemed as if it was something that was something what happened was a complete mistake and it was completely vulnerable and it was trying to blend in with the trees as the vehicles passed and not be noticed but i fucking noticed (laughs) and it noticed me it it probed my fucking brain it was able to recognize that i captured an awareness of it though my peripheral though through my peripheral glance and as soon as and i mean as soon (laughs) as i had that moment where i was like what and the fuck (laughs) it intercepted my gaze and imprinted basically what was an eye to eye full on face to face with it it sent a shock through my whole entire body it felt like a lifetime but it was a matter of a second or less it let me know that it was scared didn't mean to be seen and it was frightened as in that was not supposed to happen it was never supposed to be seen it almost even felt like it was waiting for me but that's a whole different story wait a minute real quick yes we have again kind of that mental communication mm-hmm. right nonverbal yeah. communication that i mean obviously like i can't talk but like you're still getting you're you're getting vibes yeah yeah and the scariest goddamn part is we never saw the truck that was behind us after we passed by and witnessed what we did. There was a long stretch of road ahead, and I continued looking outside at my side view mirrors, and the truck was nowhere to be found. I'm going to end it here because I'm kind of getting sick and tripped out by the <laughs> This is something I completely block out of my mind and never try and think about, but honestly, with all the recent posts about these type of things, it made me want to share. And hopefully, if there's anybody else who's had a strange occurrence happen to them, perhaps it'll encourage them to share as well. The end. Hooey! Yeah. So it's interesting that you were talking about these kind of bluish lights. Okay. Because my next story, I swear to God, Rebecca and I like only rarely tell each other about our stories. Mm-hmm. This one is called, and it's by Tear Shot. Okay. Has anyone else seen the blue lasers? Ooh. And this is the one I was telling you about that has a whole a couple comments on it, right? Okay. So, 
This one reads, it was Christmas 2002. We were celebrating at my grandmother's house. Very rural area, not touched by city light pollution. There were at least six people in the room when all of a sudden a blue beam of light appears at the top of all four walls in the living room. And it scans its way down the entire room. We all saw this. Mm. Everyone stopped talking to watch it. And when it was over, it was a mystery. Everyone began discussing what we had just seen. Soon after this happens, a very bright white flash of light fills the room. Everyone sees this as well. We made sure no one had taken a photo as it looked identical to a camera flash. Mm -hmm. But this was not the case. I've thought about this several times since it's happened and I've tried researching other similar experiences with very little results. I'm wondering if anyone can say this happened to them as well. Mm -hmm. Side note, I've seen people say they've experienced the flash, even a blue camera flash, but never seen the beam of blue light scanning the room. Weird. In some cases, the camera flash can be equated to a detached retina, but I've ruled this out as it's very unlikely all six of us have detached retinas, which, yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> and again, I acknowledging the, yeah, it could have been this, but what the fuck, you know? And everyone experienced it is what gets me. Yeah. But mom, all the other kids are seeing blue beams <laughs> in the living room. <laughs> so, again, when I saw the blue lasers, I thought, Patronus! Mm. So, I don't know. Here are the comments. There so are other people have yes, there are there are a few that just sticking with this whole theme of blue lasers. Like I kind of want to dive more into this yeah. in this whole episode. I didn't now. even realize that that's the, what we've been taking this. Yeah, episode. Yeah, I didn't know that you had a blue story either. So that's interesting. So this is Jim Reaper NZ says you were scanned. Obviously, the blue lights look much like a laser, excepting the light cannot stop midway, unlike human technology with light. So let's break that down. Okay. Basically, it's saying it looks like a laser, right? Mm -hmm. But it can't just stop midway, or it, it can stop, just kind of stop, unlike with a human technology with light, right? Like, yeah. it can't, human light just goes. Well, all clearly, the way they're in such advanced technology exactly. stages. So. so, but this whole thing of being scanned, right? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. It says it has often been reported as coming through the roof and walls without illuminating the roof, wall itself, etc. Uh -huh. The blue scanning lights are mainly used to scan minerals and possibly people and have been featured in many UFO sightings. There was a great UFO video taken over Sydney a few years back showing them using the blue lights over Sydney Harbor. My honest guess is that your family has some form of relationship with them. Mm. Probably at least one abductee from among the group. Maybe the whole family. They tend to do that sort of thing. It really does follow families down through the ages. And that's interesting. I never even thought of that. Yeah. Which, honestly, for them, it, that's kind of genius, right? That kind of brings back that whole, like, kind of conniving mm -hmm. essence of them. Of, like, well, if we keep it in the same family, they'll just think the whole family is it's just imagining it. Makes sense. Right? Maybe... Like, if I heard that and I'd be like, okay, so it's always the, it's always the Robinsons, right? They have all the experiences. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe one of them, you know, like the dad told the kid as a child and he thought he saw it, right? Like, there's so, such a better way. It's like those mean girls in high school who always welcome in the new girl. And they're like, well, look, we're not mean. We're super nice. We didn't alienate the new girl because she's new. But in reality, they have one more person in their armada. Yes, yes. It's like that. It's a disguise. Not speaking from experience, just 
you know, came up with that on the, yeah. on the spot. Uh. Oh my God, my phone won't unlock for the rest of the story. Okay, here mm-hmm. we go. So, um, where was I? I'm sorry if this presents you with a darkened reality, but it's true. There are others who monitor human beings. They follow family genetic lines and are obviously some form of biological engineers. It isn't pleasant and neither are they. No real answers, only questions. And anyone who tells you they know the absolute truth about it all is lying. Those who do are not telling. Yeah. So Deep. that's like very spooky kooky And then we have Spoon910 says, I've seen bright blue lights over my house and a neighbor's house during a hurricane in 2016. I was looking out the window towards my wife's dad's house and his backyard connects with our backyard. That's when I saw a bright blue light shining over his neighbor's house, like a spotlight. Mm. Then when I looked up in the sky a few minutes later, I saw the same blue light in the clouds right above my house. It wasn't a transformer or power line because the power lines are on the main street before you enter our neighborhood. Interesting. And then we have a third person coming <gasps> There's forward. More. This person is called Malfunction with three ends. No lasers, but I have experienced a blue beam of light. I was approximately 10 years old, living in the Florida Everglades. There so you now go. we're back to Florida. Always it's all linking back together. To <laughs> yeah, honestly. I just spat on my phone. That's gross. Anyways, I was watching TV in my parents' room while they were asleep. Where I was laying was facing an open door to the living room. Suddenly, I see a blue beam of light come in through the roof of the living room to the floor. I then saw two gray, two grays, about five feet tall in appearance. They, oh, sorry. I saw, then saw two grays about five feet tall appear. Hmm, I can't read. It seemed as though they were examining a couch in the living room that the cats had torn to shreds on the armrests. As soon as I tried to scream, they stared right at me, silencing and freezing me. They went back up into the blue beam, and I was able to move and scream again, waking my parents. Hmm. My dad searched the house, but obviously no one was there. I had seen quite a few UFOs throughout my childhood in that area. My husband refuses to believe me, telling it was all a dream and or sleep paralysis, something I've never experienced. I am 100% sure of being awake and mindful before the blue beam dropped into my house. So. Should I be offended that, like, aliens don't find me nor my family interesting enough to scan us? Dude, honestly, right? The I, fuck is wrong with us? I Maybe we aren't main character energy after all. Maybe they're like, you know what? They've got enough on this plate, right? <laughs> maybe Earth is already kicking their fucking yeah, ass. Yeah, right? Like, you know, like, Rebecca's, like, maybe they're scared of you. Like, they're scared you'd beat their ass, and they know I've been in enough therapy. And, and they're like, you know what? burpees. Let's go. <laughs> And they're like, the one's too fucked up, and the one could fuck <laughs> us <good>. up. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much that's what I'm us. getting. That's why they haven't picked us. But I find it interesting that it's, like, the alien equivalent of the ghost lady in white is the blue beam. Yes. Okay, I think that this is definitely something we need to explore yeah, in a, in a think, future episode. Yeah. The blue light and see different theories on that. Yeah. Because I find that interesting. It's interesting. It's always blue. Always. Right? No one's... And 
I don't see red lights. Also, I just want to say, as far as that last story goes, because that is the most like personal and kind of out there story, I want to be real. It's quite possible that it was sleep paralysis. Could However, be. you always wake up from sleep paralysis. Yeah. You know, like I've had sleep paralysis a few times, but then you remember waking up. Yeah. You know, so who's to say? But also living in Florida, literally anything is possible. Literally. I saw the other day, I follow an account called Florida Man on Instagram, and it's just all crazy shit going down in Florida. And it was an alligator in the crosswalk. Yeah. Like, That's literally waiting. It, 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 like, had the light, and it was in the crosswalk. So maybe that alligator's an alien. Like, who the fuck knows? The fact that the alligator has better manners and more common sense than normal human beings. <laughs> I low-key <laughs> low yelled at a bunch of pedestrians the other day. So, what, why? Okay. What do, they, what do they do? So I know pedestrians have right of way, but I was late for work. <laughs> they should have known that. They, how don't they know that I should have a siren on my car? But I go to make the left, and these people are crossing against the light look on a on the intersection of two main roads. Okay. And they're looking at their phones. The worst. So they're like this, right, crossing ag- against the light. Honestly. During rush hour at the intersection of two main roads. So I didn't have any sympathy for them. Yeah, if you hit somebody and they're just on their phones the whole time, I feel like there should be kind of like a gray area in that rule of like, pa- like uh, pedestrians always have the r- like right of way. Yeah. Because at that point, like you're just... Honestly, it's just survival of the fittest. Exactly. Natural so, selection. Like, I did not hit them. Right? Oh, yeah, we legally should yeah. say that. No, yeah. I didn't hit them. I I started turning, and they were walking. Like, they clearly didn't see me. They're on their phone, and I just put I put my window down. I was like, you don't have the light. Yeah. And they were like, they just, like, looked up at me, like, deadpan, not knowing what was going on. I was like, you don't have the light. But go, like, I let yeah. them cross because legally I'm obligated yeah. to. But I wanted them to know what they did was wrong. And I wanted them to remember feeling this way so they never want to feel that way again. We worry about our brains being manipulated and being hypnotized by aliens. But we're all just being hypnotized by our phones. Like, those people are literally so glued to their phones like this that they didn't even realize that they were walking on a busy street, not even looking both ways. I know. They were just so sucked into that. Yeah. Because... Twitter's more important than Lily getting to work on time. Right? Priorities, people. But, like, honestly, like, and here's the thing. I was talking to a guy at the restaurant, a regular, and we were talking about vaccinations, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, got my second done, officially microchipped, like, joking around. He's like, you know that could be real. And I was like, well, I hope you don't have a cell phone. (laughs) Literally, though. And there was, like, one guy at the bank who was like, so you track me. I'm like, you literally willingly gave us your social security number. Yeah. Right? Like, the fuck do you... Because um, we have a debit card scanner to pull up accounts. He's like, I don't want you guys tracking me. Trust like, me, I'm not looking after hours at your information. Yeah, I don't really. give a I don't shit give a about shit. you. It's like when people don't tell me their occupation, I'm like, lie to me. Yeah. Lie to me. I see it put something in the system. Okay? Yeah. Like, literally, like, say professional juggler. I don't care. Oh, my God. There was this one guy who got mad at me. I couldn't issue him a, a new card because his... He didn't have a driver's license on him, uh-huh. and he was getting a lot of the information on his profile wrong. He oh. had a work picture, and, like, the name, ma- like, he had, like, a, an ID, like, yeah. a work ID, which is usually fine, Yeah, you know, depending on what you're doing. But, like, he wanted a new debit card to spend money on, and I'm like, listen, like, yeah, your name is John's, John A. Smith, right? And, yeah, you're the guy in the picture, you're local, but you're giving me the wrong phone number and the wrong email. Yeah. 
Now those are those two things are things that can change. You uh-huh. know, he's like, oh, that's my house phone. You haven't put in my cell phone. You know, oh, that was my email when I opened the account. And yeah, like the account was open a while Changed, ago. Yeah. But I was like, okay, what's a recent transaction on the account? So I go to the account history. The most recent one was OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, uh, I went to the grocery store yesterday. And I'm like, okay, you did. Like he was at the grocery store at 10 a.m. But like 5 p.m. <laughs> that man was on OnlyFans. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> like good for him, I guess. I you love know, it. like like supporting, supporting local yes. work. I was about to say supporting small businesses. <laughs> like no shame to OnlyFans, but they were like he was in the drive-thru. There were like four cars, and he like his eyes went wide. He was like, I was at the grocery store, and I was like, grocery store. Like is. that's true. You were at the grocery <laughs> store, but I know what you did when you got home, <laughs> and it was not putting away groceries. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your night, sir. Exactly. I know you will. Oh, gosh. That's funny. So, yeah. Okay. All right. My last story is titled, My Experiences with Shadow People or Possibly Aliens. Now, I love a crossover. Yes. I wanted to put this one last specifically because we did talk about shadow people. Was it last week or two last weeks ago? Last week or the week before. And um, I just think that it's an interesting topic because one of the theories of shadow people are that they are extraterrestrial mm-hmm. life. So... Let's get into it, as they say on BuzzFeed Unsolved. Yeah, so this is written by Illuminati XOXO. (laughs) I hope this person has an OnlyFans. If we ever do um, an Illuminati episode, that will be Illuminati, yes. Illuminati. Let's get Illuminati. Okay, that's another episode idea. I love it. Okay. Stay tuned. Yeah. Um, This starts, I don't know. I believe I may have been... I may have, oh wait, I don't know. I believe I may have been, I don't know how that makes sense. Anyway, I have vivid memories as a child of seeing shadow people, but I also had an experience when I was 10 of a figure standing at the edge of my bed. It looked like a silhouette of my mother standing at the edge of my bed with her arms crossed. I called mom and it morphed into a weird looking creature with long arms and legs and a thin elongated body that floated out through my ceiling. I couldn't see any eyes. It was totally black and my room was dark, so I couldn't see any details. Do you remember my sleep paralysis nightmare story? Yeah. I told you about the being that I saw. Is it like that? It was like that. It was like skinny, to almost like Slenderman, Jack yes. Skellington vibes, but it was just long and was able to like stretch its arms and around like, like take six over people. you. Yeah. <gasps> Stop it! Yes. Okay, continue. Okay, I was screaming and my family came into my room that night and they told me it was just a nightmare, but I felt the presence of something in my room. I also used to see from the side of my eye in my childhood bedroom leading into the hallway of our home what appeared to be a shadow figure or shadow figures standing and staring at me. They looked human, but would always have a, quote, male body type, Mm -hmm. always tall with wider shoulders. I never saw any that had a, quote, female body type, Mm -hmm. but this would happen literally Almost daily for years. Holy shit. Yeah. It stopped happening around the time I turned 12. They would slowly disappear as I would continue staring. It didn't frighten me because my parents kept telling me it was just my imagination, so I kept believing them. I thought this was just normal. As an adult, I know now. (laughs) That's not normal. I also have always had a very visceral, fearful reaction to pictures, videos, and other media of gray aliens. Even as a child, these images would scare me so badly, I wouldn't sleep some nights thinking about them. Clearly, there was some, like, trauma that just suppressed. At my last apartment, I had the worst feeling I've had in a while. At night, I wouldn't be able to close my eyes to sleep because I felt I was going to see an alien when I opened my eyes. There was a particular area where I felt I was going to see something. 
It was an area of my apartment that had a hallway that was at the end of my bedroom. I would keep my door open for my cats. I always had this nagging feeling like even when I closed the door to the hall, something was going to slam the door open and be there. I lived in multiple apartments. This was a more safe and upscale apartment compared to the others, and I never had this feeling before anything anywhere else. I also live in a new place, and I'm getting similar feelings even though I'm not living alone for the first time in a while. A feeling that something is behind me or something is watching me. My cats have also been acting very strange, and the person I live with has even mentioned it themselves. They seem to stare into the darkness of this particular bedroom. They stop, stare, and run in the opposite direction. Oh, okay. That's comforting. Get out of the house! At one point, I saw both of them staring at the same time with their heads tilted like they were confused. They've never acted this way before, and I don't know why they are suddenly. Cats and dogs, they have those abilities. Yeah. I have always had strange bruises and scratches on my body that I can't remember having for as long as I could remember. It got so bad, DCF got involved because my school counselor had was concerned. I have always made excuses to myself thinking, must have bumped myself. Maybe I scratched myself. Maybe my cat did and I didn't realize. But it happens too frequently to this day. I question what's going on. I also was unusually interested and drawn to the paranormal as a child. As soon as I could read, I was always going to the library and reading about the paranormal and asking my family to buy books of real accounts of paranormal experiences. This was as soon as five, according to my family. I'm talking giant 700-page books that I could read and feel drawn to. I feel like I was looking for information because of my experiences of things I fully can't remember, and I was seeking answers. The end. Holy shit. Yeah. Clearly, this person is experiencing something that is following them. So There's I something have, tracking them. I have an elaborate theory and a bit of a personal experience. Okay. This is going back to the whole theory of past lives and reincarnation. Mm-hmm. So I believe I told you this. When I, was, uh, when I was, again, about five years old, I was like super into the civil rights movement in the 1950s. Okay. Right? I knew everything about Rosa Parks. I knew everything about Ruby Bridges. I knew everything about Martin Luther King. But it was specifically the 50s. There was never anything forward, like more forward ongoing, like with Malcolm X or anything. Like I wasn't concerned with that. It was all the 1950s. And I was all about it. The Little Rock, like everything. Yeah. Right? I'm getting like really heated about it. I knew everything. I was watching movies that then I'd like go to school and I'd be like, oh, we're learning about Martin Luther King. I saw this movie about him called blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay, well, we're watching that today. And I was like, okay, like bet. Yeah. Right? I knew. And it was the same thing. Like I was re- like reading books. Like I don't read now. Uh-huh. Um, not a lot. Like I read when I have time. But like I was reading like books. Yeah. About that Specifically shit. about the Yeah. Story. And it was for some reason everything I was interested in and you know, that kind of shit shapes you. You know yeah. what I mean? And my, I said to my mom, I was talking, you know, clearly my mom and I talk a lot, but I was talking to my mom, I was like, do you remember when I, from the time I was like four years old, like reading the watercolored, you know, like you would read the books to me until I was like 11 and that was just like all I could, all I wanted to learn about. Yeah. She was like, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I don't know why. And like... I, like, might have a theory that maybe I was alive then and, like, maybe I was you fighting for it. Or li- like, I don't, listen, I don't know. I'm not an expert. And I'm wondering, like, what if, now this is a very far-fetched theory. Okay. But I guess that's what I'm here for. What if this person, let's say, in a past life, we're talking, like, Salem witch trials. Okay. Got abducted by an alien. Came back, told everyone about it. And was like, they thought they were crazy, right? Maybe uh-huh. 
or like, persecuted became, for it. Yeah, exactly. It was persecuted for it. Maybe put in an asylum and like didn't live long because of like the you know negligence that mm-hmm. happened in them back then. Right? And now they're back and they're like all about it. Like yeah. all about learning, like almost learning to relive, right? They're and trying to, to remember like complete this mission. Exactly, that they were on. Like this person was abducted and neither didn't survive the abduction. Ooh. Right? Like got abducted and was killed, you know, had a heart attack when they saw a spooky kooky kooky alien. Uh-huh. Something happened and now they're back and fighting with a vengeance to keep on finding answers. That is like the perfect plot to a movie. Cast us. I don't know if Miramax is listening, but you hire TikTokers, so why not hire trained actors? I think I think James Allen Ross should write a book about this. Yes, James, I know you're listening. Write the book. Especially because he's like the best sponsor ever. He's really a great sponsor and also an awesome guy. I don't yeah. know if you listen. When we did the Quarantine Spooky Story special, he was on... And Which I think our first guest. Well, on that note, that concludes this episode of Just Ghouling Things. Lily, do you have anything to wrap us up with this week before we shout out our socials? Um, honestly, we've covered a lot this episode. We we've did. covered shitty, you know, privileged children. We've covered, you know, men yelling at me, you know, men in general. We've talked about aliens. We talked about Harry Potter. People not knowing how to cross a side, uh, crosswalk. Uh, we had a Jeep tantrum. I mean, really, I feel like there is nothing left to say. That is that on that. Yeah, this is the first time I've Period. never had anything to say. Yeah. <laughs> you, this episode has left me speechless. <laughs> For many reasons. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So on that note, let's shout out our socials. I'm ready. All right. Follow us on Instagram at Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruper and at Lily Baldessari. Twitter, JGT Podcast. Facebook like page, Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Facebook private group, Just Ghoulie Things Podcast group. Donate to that Patreon, Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Totally buy our merch. Tpublic.com, search Just Ghoulie Things Podcast or RebeccaRuper.com slash shop. And There's all kinds of Rebecca shit on there. So many yeah, options. Yeah, you, you got can, Inside the Ring, you got yeah. Just Ghoulie Things, and got, that's it. There's no more leggings? I never got to buy the leggings. What leggings? You were selling leggings, weren't you? Oh, I, yeah, they sold out. What about the t-shirts? There were some cool t-shirts. You sold out. Well, it looks like you're just you just have to promote us. No, you just There's gotta promote no more. this shit out of yeah, us. Yeah, sorry. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that you'd like to share on our show, feel free to email us at podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, Boo Things, and we will talk to Boo next week. Goodbye. Alex Knight, the world's foremost authority on Bigfoot research, heads to Canada to investigate a profoundly incredible Bigfoot encounter. His daughter, Sydney, eagerly joins the expedition. Accompanied by reluctant Toronto television hostess Amira Ali, Sid and her father's team adventure north in pursuit of the legendary Sasquatch. Prophecy from a forgotten Algonquin tribe and a mystical calling deeply connects Sydney to the creature. The revelation of unknown truths ensures that Sydney will never see the forest or herself the same again. Get your copy of James Allen Ross's Spirit of the Woods, the story of a young woman's encounter with Bigfoot. Now for the price of $9.99 paperback and $0.99 on Kindle. Available on Amazon now.